Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into the channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, my name is Nick Eden, and welcome to episode 14 of Morning Cup of Merch. So, you guys might have seen a couple of changes. Um, first, the change to the logo, uh, the change to my cup of coffee. But I wanted to give you guys a quick update about Morning Cup of Merch and what it may mean for the future of the 4554 podcast. As it stands right now, the new episode of the 4554 podcast will be out this evening, as promised on our Mondays. But um, an interesting development is that now Morning Cup of Merch is an official podcast, and it is a daily podcast, and it is available now. Um, it should be available on Apple Podcasts by the end of the day. Right now, you can catch it on Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, just a lot of your different traditional uh, podcast outlets. So um, it brings up a good question, though, because originally when I started Morning Cup of Merch, it was just almost like a video diary where I could record my thoughts daily about POD and um, it actually turned into a thing, like a, a real thing that people have now come to look forward to. And I, I, I appreciate you guys so much for that. Uh, but because of the lot of uh, a lot of the things that I cover on Morning Cup of Merch, are also things that could be used for the 4554 podcast. Do I now continue with both since they're both in podcast form? So if you guys could, and I, I would really appreciate the feedback, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's right here on YouTube, whatever the case, please let me know. Should I keep both podcasts? I'm going to continue to do Morning Cup of Merch. I enjoy doing this every day. I really do. Um, and now with it being available on YouTube as well as in podcast form, does that kind of make the 4554 podcast a bit obsolete? Yes, I go into a lot more detail of things and I have things on the po um, 4554 like, you know, my, my podcast listen for the week, my um, my free font of the week. You know, I have all of those things that are listed on there. But um now is it a situation where I should just merge the two and just go forward with Morning Cup of Merch? And that's just kind of where I am with it. I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm still debating on it. So I would appreciate any feedback that you guys have about that. Um, in addition to that, this weekend, I was traveling this weekend, and uh, I got a chance to disconnect from a lot of social media, uh, the Facebook groups, uh, the private Slack channel that I'm in, you know, I got a chance to refresh, and even though I didn't do a lot of research this weekend, I was able to get some work done. Um, I discovered a new app where, essentially, I did over three niches, like 75 unique designs over the weekend, almost 80, actually. And so I want to do a little bit more research into that and see how far I can really go with that. But um, while I was doing research, it kept coming up in my mind where people have been asking, well, you know, we get all these research bundles and we get all of these courses and everything that talks about research. What is the proper way to research? Now, I'll say this. There is no industry standard as to which you research. Uh, my very first seller, and, and literally my first seller, and this shirt still sells. I, I get at this point at least one or two sales a month on it, but I mean, it's been consistently selling since March of 2017. So 
I'm sorry, May of 2017. And I literally, I went to Pinterest and I just happened to see a meme there. I didn't see it in any other shirt. And till this day, there are still only about 10 or 12 results for that phrase on Amazon total. I was the second person. And, and, and it still sells. So there's just no industry standard when it comes to research. Uh, the proper way to research would be, in my opinion, to look for shirts or look for phrases that are popular within a given niche. Now, somebody would then say, well, how do I know it's popular? How do I know it's selling? We have tools like Merchant Former and Merch Titans, um, DS Amazon Quick View, Unicorn Smasher. Even if you go and you use something like Jungle Scout, there are a lot of tools to do it. Um, I would say this much. My process is pretty simple. And yes, before I, before I get into that, I do utilize other research bundles. Uh, I, I think that I'm not subscribed anymore. But for a while, for a long while, I was subscribed to the Merch Momentum Strategy Guide, which is a powerful research tool. Uh, I'm subscribed to RJ and Matt's uh, research group. Powerful tool. And even though those are still great, powerful tools, I still do my own research. I still have my own spreadsheets. I still have my own way of doing it. I look for inspiration from other things, things outside of Amazon. I'm on Pinterest a lot. I'm on Instagram a lot. I search, I follow several hashtags, uh, which is something I don't think a lot of people do, but you can actually hashtag something and follow that hashtag and you'll see so much within that given genre. You can get phrases, you can get jargon, you can get, you know, memes, the whole nine, things that are just other than somebody saying, oh, okay, this is on a t-shirt and this is the BSR. You know, you can actually dig deep and really deep into those uh, niches. So my process is simple. When I find something, whether it's an obscure holiday, which I do a lot of research on those, uh, an obscure holiday, um, awareness months are really good if you just want like a, a tidbit of it. Uh, events uh, based around a certain, like, for instance, all the stuff I'm doing on Pride Month. There are several events that I do shirts for that are parades. There's a ton of parades the entire month. Some of them have already started selling. Some of them haven't. But, I mean, was it worth it to get into that niche? Yeah, because the LGBTQ niche is very saturated, right? So I differentiated myself by targeting in on specific events. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. I didn't have a lot of general St. Patrick's Day. Well, I did this year. Last year, they were very targeted. Uh, so, like, there's a huge St. Patrick's Day celebration in Savannah, Georgia. I did shirts for that. You get what I mean? So people were looking for, and, and to be honest, people bought those shirts far after St. Patrick's Day was over. Maybe it was something nostalgic. Maybe they didn't get a shirt while they were there, and they wanted something to commemorate that event. It's the same deal. That's that's what I mean when I say research and niching down um, would be to just get as far in as you possibly can. Dig deep into it. Look and see what other shirts people are wearing, the colors that they're wearing. And I've talked about that before. But I say all that to say it, there's no set way to do research. You may very well just be walking around Walmart and you see some shirts that are there and it may give you inspiration. Don't copy them, but... 
you know, that's a form of research. You may go to the mall and see what these kids are wearing. That's a form of research. Uh, if there is a, a 5K in your town or a 10K or 15 or 20K, whatever, any type of marathon or triathlon, go there and see what type of shirts they're wearing, especially with this whole thing about tank tops coming up. Get that prepared. But I will say I've had a lot of runner shirts sell on merch and on Etsy simply because somebody had you know, a, a, a headband or a t-shirt on that was a similar phrase when I saw at a 5K. I literally sat one time uh, when I was still working my job. We were right on the beach and they were having a, a marathon. And this guy, can, I'll go ahead and tell you this one. It doesn't sell much anymore, but in the moment it sold quite a few. This guy was running by and he had on a t-shirt that said, kick asphalt. And right there, I pulled up my phone. I did like 10 designs on Logo Pit Plus. Uh, I uploaded them a little later that day. And I think within the first week, I had a sale. I would have never thought that had I not been there in that moment. If there's a local festival or something, you know, around your area that you can just go to, even if it's just something that's free, like a, an arts festival or a, a beer festival or something like that, just go there because... If you see a bunch of people there, that means there is an interest. And if there's an interest in your area, there may be an interest in other areas. Beer festivals are great for it. You will have several, and drinking shirts sell so well on Amazon, it's ridiculous. But you have the option to go in there and you can see several people that are interested. You know, there hundreds, maybe even thousands of people, depending on how big the event is. And you can really see a lot of great research that you can use and go ahead, write it down in your phone later on, pull up a spreadsheet, search those phrases. Um, I told you guys before my, at this point for a lot of the stuff, the smaller niches that I do, uh, I'm looking for about 400, 500 results. And if I can get maybe 10 shirts on that first page to have a BSR under a million, I'm going for it. I'm not necessarily chasing the ones that have a 20,000 BSR. Everybody can see that. Everybody's going to design for that. And that's wonderful. And I may do one or two designs for that. But I want to get into those underserved niches that nobody is really paying attention to. Um, and it's worked out for me. Because the thing is, one or two shirts here and there, yeah, that may not be the best and may not be ideal for you. You want that one shirt to go and take off. But if you have that spread out over the course of 500 to 1,000 shirts per month, you're making some good money on merch. So just take heed to stuff like that. And I think that you will find that once you develop your own systemized way of research, that you can then say, okay, now that I've got that down packed, maybe there are some other bundles out there. Uh, maybe there are some other research guides out there. And now I can couple that with what I've already done. And at that point, you should never be out of ideas to design. Because the one thing I do want everybody to realize is, you know, your research bundle is your research bundle. And when I say bundle, I'm talking about the research you do yourself, your own spreadsheet. Nobody else has that unique set of research ideas what everyone else has going on 
everybody else who purchases that can see it. So if you got a situation where someone's, you know, selling four or 500 bundles a month, everybody's literally looking at the exact same thing that you do. So why not diversify yourself with it? And again, I think those bundles are great. I can tell you right now, between Essany and RJ and Matt, the research I got, even the old stuff, has been golden because people have people have moved on from those because the new uh, research is out. So they're like, okay, cool, let me hop on the other research. And I'm like, yo, you still have a, a ton of good research in the past bundles or guides or whatever that's been released. So I still find gold in that. You know, I, there was only one time that I felt like truly stagnant in terms of the research that I did. And, you know, after that, and I realized, yo, I'm leaving a lot of stuff on the table. I've got a plethora of research because all of that is augmenting what I'm already doing. So that's all I really have today, guys. I just wanted to talk to you about that really quickly. Um, please, again, like and subscribe. If you could, leave me a note about whether I should continue with the 4554 podcast or just merge everything in the morning cup of merch. Um, click the bell for notifications every time content comes up, and I will talk to you tomorrow.